0: You're listening to the Mission Gathering Thornton Message Podcast, a weekly show of our Sunday sermons that give you a way to connect with God, grow in faith, and find wholeness. Thanks for joining us. Here's the message. Can you remember this past spring? I know it seems like eons ago, but pause for a moment and see what comes to mind. Maybe if you're like me, you remember the school shutdowns, the stay-at-home orders, or empty shelves at the grocery store. It was a bizarre time, and to be honest, it still is a bizarre time. Recently, I stopped in at a convenience store for a drink and a snack, and I kind of just, I just noticed my surroundings. Like, the store shelves were arranged in a way to kind of cycle the customers through so we wouldn't interact with each other. There was masks for sale, like, everywhere. I couldn't believe how many masks were for sale. And in place of, you know, the little beanie baby stuffed animals, which they're still there, but alongside the beanie baby stuffed animals, there were beanie baby masks for kids. It was... Bizarre. Everyone in the store wearing a mask, thankfully. And I just thought to myself, what a strange, strange world we're living in. But as I think back to this spring, what really stands out to me the most are the bare shelves at the grocery store. I mean, do you remember that? I, I just remember like going to Walmart, or to King Supers, whatever, like, and just like, looking around for something to buy and just seeing, like, just bare, stripped bare shelves. I mean, it was so bizarre. I just, and interestingly enough, I just read uh, an article this afternoon that grocery stores are prepping for another similar rush on food this coming fall and winter, so keep your fingers crossed. But, uh, you know, it was weird, and... Yeah, what? What I th- when I think back about how bizarre it was to see those store shelves empty, I also remember hearing the multiple news reports about how, because of the closure of uh, restaurants and cruise ships, there was literally food, like going to going to waste, rotting in the fields, like going like rotting going to waste in the fields, and farmers were simply like plowing them back into the fields, because you know cruise ships were docked. Restaurants were closed, and there wasn't the demand for food from those, from those previous consumers, and there wasn't a way to shift the labor and production to get food to, 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 you know, to grocery stores and to keep it from simply going bad. I mean, again, how bizarre a situation it was. Like, when grocery store shelves were literally stripped bare, when hundreds and thousands of workers were laid off, when food banks were being maxed out... All of this need, millions and millions of pounds of fresh, healthy produce was simply going to waste because there was more economic incentive to waste it rather than to save it despite being there being a humongous need for it. It's in times like this I, I question the, the efficacy of our free market economy. I mean, it's a sad state of affairs when a nation as prosperous and wealthy and technologically advanced as ours can't figure out a way to get good food to people who need it. I don't know. I mean, it really resonates with the, the, the message that Nell spoke uh, a few weeks back. She, she talked about there being an abundance, enough for, for everyone. But i 'll digress <laughs> this isn 't a message about the the perils or the shortcomings of free market capitalism, so i 'll leave it there but I, I still can 't get out of my my mind the image of millions of pounds of food simply going to waste in a time when there was so much need rather it was simply letting crops rot in the field or rather than rather than doing that we needed what we needed was shifts. In production system, we needed reorganized logistical change, and most of all, we needed workers. At the end of the day, it's about people. It's people who are the ones who are working hard in the fields day after day to get us the food that we enjoy, that sustains us every day. So perhaps it would be appropriate here just to pause for a moment and to give thanks. To give thanks for the farmers, the laborers, the migrant workers who work to get us the food we need. And it's important also here to to talk about how so often those migrant workers are low-income people of color and from Mexico. Give thanks for those people. You know, perhaps like me, you grow up in in a family, Christian family, giving thanks, saying a prayer before your meal. And and often, in, in my context, we would say, someone would say, you know, thank you to the hands who prepare this. How often do we think about the hands that prepared this as being rough-soiled migrant worker hands? But again, this isn't a message about migrant workers and immigration, so I'll digress. But we need more workers. Workers are essential. And it reminds me what Jesus said long ago, recorded in the Bible for us, thankfully. Jesus lived in in an agrarian society, after all, and while history remembers him as being a carpenter, I think it's pretty safe to assume that Jesus would have been pretty familiar with farming and agricultural practices, right? I mean, in the Bible, Jesus is recorded regularly as talking about farming, about sowing seeds, about planting and harvesting, about uh, vineyards, whatever. He, he talks about it all. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus tells a parable about a farmer going out to plant. In Luke chapter 9, Jesus says, you know, if when you're plowing a field, keep your head, keep straight ahead, don't look back. And then in Matthew 9, Jesus says the harvest is bigger, bigger than you could imagine. When we think back to the spring, about all those crops going to waste, I think, it's, I think it's something that Jesus himself would decry, too. Many biblical scholars think that Jesus grew up quite poor, a low-income peasant, and we can imagine how Jesus would have felt walking by fields, bursting with produce, yet going bad. Because there wasn't enough workers to harvest them, while people, his family, his friends, back in his village of Nazareth, were struggling to feed their own families. Again, using the, the metaphor that Nell spoke of some weeks back, Jesus was not, Jesus was not a pie person. He was a fish and loaves person, Right? He knew there was enough for everyone. He just wasn't sure there was the willingness or ability. And, and I, I want to say, there, there, I think there's always the ability. It's, rather, it's the willingness. Is there a willingness to get everyone what they need from that abundance? After all, we need workers who can harvest those crops. So, and, and since there's so much abundance, but there isn't enough workers to get it all. We need more workers. And, and this is exactly what Jesus said in the book of, of Matthew. Uh, if you'd like to follow along, I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. We'll have the words here on the screen for you, too. But in Matthew 9, verses 35 to 38, Jesus is traveling among all the cities and the villages. Like he's seen the harvest crops everywhere, he's seen the fields. He's been teaching in their synagogues, announcing the good news of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and disease. So when Jesus sees the crowds, he has compassion for them because they were troubled and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he says to his disciples, he says, the size of the harvest is bigger than you can imagine, but there are few workers. Therefore, plead the Lord of the harvest to send out More workers for his harvest. Again, Jesus is traveling all over the countryside, in and around his community, meeting people, teaching them, healing them, caring for their children, speaking the good news about the kingdom of God. And you almost have to wonder when Jesus talked about the harvest being so big, so abundant bigger than one can imagine. If he had in mind literal crops in literal fields, much like we talked about already, Like that there was so much food, more than enough to feed these people, yet it was going to waste because there wasn't enough workers to harvest it. Many people, history records the time of Jesus as being one of great economic inequality not so unlike our own time, where the rich had so very much and the poor so very little. And maybe as Jesus traveled from place to place, he walked by fields bursting with produce and wondered, much like we might have wondered this past spring, why can't we get this food to the people who need it most? And while Jesus' call to share of the abundance of God, was about food. That's, there's more to it. It's not just that simple. M- more so, Jesus believed that if we did things God's way, according to God's kingdom, the abundance of God would be shared with all. I mean, do you ever wonder, like me, how in, in our nation, that's supposedly the most prosperous and technologically technologically advanced ever in our country how we can have children going hungry like how does that happen how we can have teenagers contemplating suicide how we can have adults feeling alone and isolated how we can have parents struggling to feed their children how we can have people unable to afford and access Health care. Uh, why does it have to be this way? I mean, spoiler alert. It doesn't. The message of God made known in Jesus is one of abundance. Jesus said that he came so that we might have life, and life more abundantly. And I, I don't want to sound like a TV evangelist here calling you, for get a, calling you to be blessed with a bigger car or a fancier house. I don't think that's it, with all due respect. What I am saying is that there is enough for the people in this community, in this country, in our world, for the hungry child to be fed, for the teenager to know they are loved, for the adult to find community and connection. Again, I don't think it's a question of whether there's enough. Rather, it's a question of can we, whether we have enough people, get what we have to those who need it the most? Simply put, we need more workers. For the last three weeks, Shay, Nellis, and myself have been speaking about our message series All In. We've been talking about that theme, about the importance of giving and of the abundance of God. And while much of this series has been about asking for your support financially and your contributions to help with the mission and ministry of this church, that's only a part of it. This is, after all, a message series titled, All In. So today, simply put, I'm asking you to go all in. To go all in. And, and this, isn't, this isn't simply, or this isn't really about saving people, per se. Rather, it's about bringing the good news of God to those people. Taking the benefits of God to the people who need it the most, And to do that, we need more workers. So simply put, I'm asking you today to be a worker. And to get started, I want to sign you up today. So to get started on being a worker, I want to invite you, you can do this right now. If you're not already on your phone, if you're not watching from your phone, take out your phone and text the word READY to 303-390-1260. Text the word READY to 303-390-1260 to get started helping today. This might look like hosting a watch party, organizing a online small group, or getting a volunteer group together. There is plenty of work to be done Because there's so much abundance to share. There's so much abundance to share. And we want to be able to share that abundance with the people who need it most. Whether it's an LGBT plus person who's looking for a place of love and acceptance. Whether it's doubters looking for a place to ask their questions in safety. Whether it's activists looking to connect their faith with the good they want to see in the world. We need more workers. For whatever reason, and again, this is, is not the message for it, but for whatever reason, God has given us, you and me, this task of sharing the good news of God's love, literally sharing the abundance and generosity of God with others. And to stick with the agricultural theme here, in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul writes that you are God's husbandry, God's building. Now, the word husbandry comes from the old King James version of the Bible, and it speaks of care, cultivation, the breeding of crops and animals, and the management and conservation of resources. If you look up that same verse in a newer translation, it might say something like that that we are God's co-laborers or co-workers, but I kind of like that image of the farm. Managing and cultivating resources. Like I said before, it's not a problem of if there's enough. Rather, it's an inability to share those resources with those who need it most. God is a landowner Who has put us in charge of the fields. And easy enough, like those same crops go grow plentifully and abundantly every year. The only thing we have to do is go out and harvest those plants and to share them with the people who need them the most. So, one last time. We need more workers. We need more people who are willing to reap of the abundance of God and to share it with others, lest those same crops simply stay stuck in the fields, rotting away, going to waste, even when there are so many in need. So be a worker. Help share of God's abundance. Again, to get started, you can text the word READY, the 303 390 1260, you can be a part of what we're doing here, helping to share of God's abundance of love, compassion, and welcome to the communities of North Metro Denver. Again, consider hosting a watch party, organizing a small online group, or getting together some volunteers to go make a difference in the community. Be a part of what we're doing here together. Sharing of God's abundance. Don't let the good, the abundant, simply go to rot on the vines. Be a worker. Thank you for listening to the Mission Gathering Thornton Message Podcast. You can watch our weekly services on Facebook Live every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And to learn more about joining a group or serving with us, visit our website at mgthorton.org.